so hi everyone welcome to my watchers episode 13 and for those who are watching the youtube you can see we have i can't wait forgetting the pro the, the location will probably be different it's here. this side this side yes yeah, this side casey um joining us for today's episode and as usual um you guys shouldn't be surprised anymore woody prominent <laughs> guest as well right Links in descriptions and everything will be oops will be on in the description right will be plotted up right somewhere here all right all right and always usual first things first wish wash chat all right um I'll go first I guess I'm wearing the um Zenith uh, Defy Classic Skeleton don't think I've reviewed this yet this is one of the latest purchase I've got um since the last episode and. Another watch as well, and another watch that I've ordered, which we'll talk about today as well. Right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Flex. James Show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm rocking the Saab 33, if it focuses. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing the uh, Spring Drive uh, White Birch, uh, recent release by Grand Seiko. Awesome. Really? Okay, my turn. I'm, I'm wearing a freaking <laughs> Explorer Mark II. And I'm wearing a watch that I'm not strictly allowed to reveal, but you can try and see through the watermark here. Uh, <laughs> it's Darnell our... Black Bezel. <laughs> White it's, Black Bezel. It's a new uh, collab between Team Matic and Notice coming out probably end of this month, I think. So can we start with that? How much are you allowed to talk about it? Right. Um, I can tell you that it is nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I think I, at, at this point, we have released a couple of teasers. Uh, so I can mention that it's basically a Notice and Matic collab on the Sector Pilot. The second collab, right? Yes, it's our second collab. Uh, this time it's the Sector Pilot edition mm -hmm. of, of the Notice watches. Um, we're very happy with it. Uh, there will be a very interesting number of... Uh, we're doing... The last piece we did was Avomatic, the Avalon. So there were 30 pieces of that. Mm. This time we're doing a number that is slightly more than double. And it's a very nice number that people like very much. 69. No, I don't know. I didn't say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, so we'll be releasing that soon. There'll be lots of details. Uh, we'll release pictures, videos. Uh, we'll have a podcast with Wes and Cam as well. Uh, Wes and Colin mm. as well from Notice. Are they coming over? They're not this time because uh, borders are technically opening, but we're doing an international release system. Mm. So we're not just selling to Malaysians. Oh, nice. Which was what we did last time, right? Oh. Uh, we're, we're releasing this international. So, so like even though it's a Matic release, but everyone can have it. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Because the Thanks. first ever Matic, the first Avalon, uh, the first collab that we did, uh, it was super interesting because there was actually a couple of guys from overseas yeah who were like asking and like uh, can we get one can we get one and like th there were just no pieces left because yeah, there were quite few yeah it's just yeah. 30 right yeah, yeah so like yeah. Th there's technically a waiting list uh, so technically anyone from the years technically infinity years because um, unless uh, we have a list of the Avomatic sellers and we've told all of them like if you guys want to sell your watch, let us know. We have a ready list of people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good way. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of cool. Hmm. Yeah, I think, Woody, you have a story about that as well, right? Yeah, yeah no, actually, I, yeah. I exercised that that thing as well. So I, mm -hmm. when I, I figured it didn't fit so well, I told Marshall, I said, 
I don't want to go it on the market. Just tell me who the next person on the list was. Connect cool. me to that person. And I'll just work out a, an arrangement with them. And I felt that was the fairest way for the guys that would actually put it up as well. That's so, really cool. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't, Hi, Rolex. Are you part of the, <laughs> Woody, are you part of the Notice Insiders group? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. actually. So there's a there's a huge story. There's an insane story behind that. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm taking too much time for this, but um, the guy who bought your watch, right? Yeah. He loved the fucking watch. Yeah. Um, he wore it for the birth of his doctor. Wow, okay. Then uh, one day he went to the swimming pool and someone stole it off him. Oh, no. So he lost the watch. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, but we, we, we couldn't, we couldn't um, find it. We, we, we tried, we, we've put out, like, you know, if you guys find this serial number, this yeah, edition yeah. number, like, let us know because this is his watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we couldn't find it. So what we did was uh, I, I messaged Wes and Cullen. We managed to find uh, spare parts because they kept spare parts on hand in uh, case anyone's watch goes bad. We uh, made one more just for him. Wow. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. But we made one more and it was gifted to him. Like, just, oh. just yeah. Wow. That was, wow. Uh, because, yeah, I, uh, actually, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. We were planning to gift it to him, but then he bought another Avalon. Ah, my okay. bad, my bad. He bought another Avalon. We Then I was like, oh, shit, we were too late because we were trying to send it to him. Uh, yeah, I'm just remembering this now. So I, I, I texted him and I told him, I, I know you got the new Avalon, uh, but I'm just here to offer you, like, if you want, mm. you can send it in to Wes and Cullen. They'll change mm. the parts for you to make it an Avomatic mm. and then mm. send it back to you at no charge. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in the end, that's that's what that's happened. what happened. Ah, yep. very yep. nice, yep. very nice. I'll probably reach out to him then if that was what happened. It's the I same zero know. number. Ah, uh, no, unfortunately, but uh, we did get a plus one. Yeah, it, it's it's thirty plus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, we tried to get it engraved, but that was I think the peak of COVID, mm. and the engraving guys that Wes and Cullen were using went out of business. Oh dear! Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. so we we couldn't get it engraved for him, but yeah. um, it's it's a piece unique like, It's the only automatic yeah, without the engraving. On it. <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> that's that's cool. really nuts. Yeah. That's, that's a really story. Cool. That's, that's a story insane. to tell. Yeah. 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 Right. That's what that's and that's what we love about this hobby, right? You know, stories yeah. like this. So Dude, like, who wants to go? Know. Yeah, who wants to go next? <laughs> yeah, whose stories? Renee, you want to go? Yeah, Renee, what did you order? <laughs> One day, order. This is Woody's fault. <laughs> Why is it my fault? <laughs> Woody seems to be at fault for a lot of things. I know. <laughs> and I don't feel guilty about it at all, you know? That's Finds the best part. Psychopath. <laughs> so I think this started, uh, Woody, when, when, when I was telling you and James, I was, I'm really confused on, on, on this hobby right now. Because I, don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel like, I'm, I don't know what, what I want next. Like everything is so hyped. I don't know what I can really buy next realistically. Like everything is so overpriced now. And I'm also starting to slowly lose interest in everything. And then you talk about why don't you look, at, look into micro brands? But there was this microband I asked you last time. You said this is a Rolex of a microband, so most probably I also won't get it. What what brand is it again? <laughs> Helios. 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 Yeah. Helios. Of all the microbrands, you put the Helios, which was even before okay, Ming became Rolex. big, that was the one that would sell all the time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Helios and Mark II. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but but Woody has a lot of suggestions like. Uh, I, you, you listed there so many things, but this Trasca, because of its scratch resistance, was the one which. Ah, uh, yes. Which, which the Trasca, really, right? Yeah, which really. 
caught my interest. So I watched some videos comparing the 904 steel from Rolex being scratched versus this Casca. And then suddenly, they, I think they released it. They also didn't know about the release date. Then you message in the group, but I didn't see the message at night. Then <laughs> I woke up the first morning, I checked it, then I click on it, and everything was almost sold out. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wait, so which trash car was this? So I, I took the Venture because I, I needed a watch with a second time zone. I don't have a GMT watch right now. Mm. But the, the I think it's a 12-hour bezel, right? I think that yes, a 12-hour bezel. Yes. Yeah, I think that will do for yeah. me as well. I think so, you, you wanted the, the mint green initially. Yeah, I wanted right? the mint green. but Yeah, that was the one that sold out. Yeah, it's, it's sold out so fast. So I got a blue one. So luckily, I was still able to get it. So... Yeah, and I was very... actually really surprised you you jumped so quickly. Formal <laughs> <laughs> kicked in, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I already got the notification that uh, it's already been shipped, so I'm just uh-huh. checking it and waiting for it. So I was just so excited to get it. Soon. Very nice. Next just be prepared to pay the six percent, but I think it'll be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 What was the model called? Tresca Venture. 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 Yeah. I'm actually a huge fan of Tresca. I think they make fantastic watches. Yeah, I think that that uh, that video that um Renee was referring to was I think Teddy Beldasar that did it. They actually scratched it there and right. then in front of uh of Mr. Mr. Wonderful, Wonderful of the Shark Tech. <laughs> he just he really took asked him to just try and scratch this, and he had a link a Rolex link side by side, and the Rolex link scratched straight away, and that one didn't. So that was really great advertising for them right there. <laughs> so right. like what 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 what's, was it like a different material or like what what's with the they have a tech? coating on it. It's essentially it's, a DLC coating, right? Basically, yeah. but except oh, yeah. that it's a transparent DLC coating, I guess. Yeah, it's something like that. It just added, adds hardness to the steel, essentially. Yeah. It's something said. that, um, what was it? One of the German brands, was it Zin? Zin, yeah, Zin, right? I think it's Zin one of those that, that has been doing something and, like that. Uh, yeah. the Masco and, and the Masco, well. yeah, the Masco. Yeah, the Masco. I think the Masco is the one. Zin is the one that had the submarine steel. That's right, 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 right. Yeah. Really the cool. Masco is, yeah, yeah. So you got it in mint green. No, no, mint green, the one sold out. He got it in blue. Uh, blue yeah, but the blue has a nice pebble texture. It's, uh, I think that yeah, blue it's, like is a, nice. it's like a very light um, blue. Yeah. Like a yeah. vintage blue. Almost yeah, yeah, Tiffany yeah. blue. Uh... <laughs> in trend, in trend. He didn't go green, he went blue. Yeah, you became, <laughs> your, own for worst, you became your own worst enemy. <laughs> Yeah, so congratulations, Renee. Congratulations. It's right. a very nice Thanks. watch, man. Congrats. Yeah. All right, right. what's next? <laughs> Where do you James, want you want to go first or you want me to go first? Oh, James is the longest, I think. Yeah. No, James, oh, no. James, James has too many flexes in store, so <laughs> yeah. we got to go hoodie yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really All right, so I'll try and keep this short because it's, it's a fairly long story, but it's like this. Everyone knows, in this group knows, that they call me an anti-Rolex guy. I've justified myself many, many times that I'm, I'm not exactly an anti-Rolex guy, but so be it. <laughs> and, and one watch that I thought would always break the trend if I ever get a chance to buy it at retail would be the Rolex Explorer 36 because I have a very small wrist. Sure. That's the, the only one that I can probably wear, right? It feels like we are the same person, but okay, go on. Yeah, so I, I figured if I were to break the dub, that would be it. So, you know, you, you, you start thinking like, okay, like, you know, if the chance arrives, I'll put in, put in this order and things like that. So you, you start trying to play that you know, making really, uh, friends with the 80s and stuff like, and try and get, get an allocation, right? And so you hype this whole thing up. And one fine day, just a few weeks ago, I got a chance to meet the hero, meaning someone actually got it and I, I know the guy. So I decided, let me go meet the guy and let me just try it on my wrist. 
And so in my mind, I'm going like, okay, you know, everyone's been telling me as a watch enthusiast collector, the only thing that's missing is a Rolex, right? And it's the only one you can wear, blah, 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 the whole, whole thing. So I get a chance to put it on my wrist. The reaction that I got was, holy crap, this is bloody boring. This is the most boring watch one can ever have. Um, and I understand why it's boring because it's, it's a meant to be like a, a do everything, a go anywhere, do anything watch, right? But as someone who has embraced this hobby and gotten a taste of everything, right? You go like, is this really what I want? You know, the mm-hmm. one watch thing, I don't think that's it anymore. And then I scrutinized it further. I'm going like, and I mean, the friends that were with me, like, hey, it suits your wrist so well. I'm like, I'm not feeling an emotional response at all. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is weird. I'm opening myself up to be able to eat all my words and get really fat from it, right? And no emotion. And I was like, it looks kind of dressy. It doesn't look kind of mm-hmm. right. I think that's it. That, and that was like glass shattering moment. And I went like, and almost like an existential moment, you go like, if that's the way it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Why do I put it up so high on a pedestal? So first lesson learned, never meet your heroes, right? Um, and then it goes like, okay, what really, really makes me happy is a watch that will fit my wrist and I really appreciate it for what it is. And truth be told, I think I had a conversation with James on it as well. Of all the Rolex sports watches, that's the one with the most fake history anyway. It's not even real to begin with. And so I was like, you know what? That scratches Rolex off the, off the list. But having said that, I was ready to spend like 20 over thousand at retail for it. And I'm like, why? So I looked at my collection and went like, second lesson learned, right? In, in this journey, a good fitting watch beats a good looking watch any day of the week. And so one of the watches, two watches actually had always had this problem as a small wrist person. The first was the Speedy and the reason, and I'll, I've talked about it in the previous uh, episode, the reason I switched from a 1861 to a 3861 is the new case and a new bracelet. It just wears so much better on my wrist that I just cannot unsee it, unfeel it. The second one was the Spring Drive uh, Snowflake. I've loved it. I actually bought it abroad. You know, I love the idea of it. Everyone tells me it's too big for me. I didn't choose to believe it. But it started to bother me that, you know what? I'm at the stage right now where everything else is hype and I just want to get watches that fit really well, right? Um, And I was about to spend stupid money on a watch that I don't even like. So let me try and rationalize what I should get. And so I went to check out. So the, the, the White Birch Spring Drive came out. I went the first time. I'm like, this looks great. It feels okay on the wrist. But, you know, I started to find reasons not to get it. And the guys didn't even know about it, that, that I was actually thinking through all of this, right? Mm. I'm like, hmm, this... But there's something about it that hooked on me. And so I actually went a second time after that when a friend of mine wanted to see it, right? And he's very sensitive to fit. And he said, dude, pay very close attention to what you feel on the wrist when you wear this. There's something very different about it. And then I went again with him and I put it on and I'm like, crap, he's right. The price is ridiculous. It's the highest... Uh, watch a uh, most expensive watch I have. Right? I'm like, do I want to do this right? And then, when, once I thought about it, I'm like, I need to make sure the watches I have really fit my wrist and they wear better because, you know, you have flop things flopping around and all that. All all the watches I've ever sold have always been about fit. I actually don't sell watches, and James also pointed out I don't usually sell watches. It's really about fit. This one just fit like a glove, and it's something to do with the new case that they've done where. 
all the marketing buzz, only Japanese do this, very low center of gravity. And therefore, if you ever see it on my wrist, you will notice there's no float. A lot of watches have a float from the underside of the case. This watch actually sticks really closely to the wrist. And I actually went to the dealer and I told the guy, right, I cannot make this decision. And I was wearing my snowflake. I said, unless I know for a fact that it doesn't flop on my wrist. And he actually looked at me and said, okay, you know what? I know you're serious because it's the third time you're here already. I'm going to adjust the links for you and you try it. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, it's okay, walk away. And he was kind enough to do that for me. So he, I put it on and I knew it fit. Everything worked really well. And then he said, just shake the damn thing on your wrist right now. Right? And sure enough, it stays firmly there. It doesn't leave marks on my wrist. It just sits. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm selling the Snowflake. I'm getting this because it's finally a spring drive that works for me. Um, it's a five-day power reserve. It's really the future of this of, of Grand Seiko already. They, they have put so much backing behind it. Although I have to say it's a watch that suffers from the fact that they are now trying to compete with the Rolexes of the world as well. So the prices have hiked tremendously. But yeah, that's the, the watch I decided to get. So I sold off the Snowflake to a nice gentleman that actually, interestingly enough, I sold a watch. I bought a watch from him before for my wife and he was the same guy that messaged me saying, I'm interested in it. So I did a deal with him. And so, yeah, that's the story of the watch on my wrist. Um, so never meet your heroes. Number two, um, buy a watch that really fits your wrist. And number three, last and most importantly, buy a watch that really speaks to you. The Spring Drive has always spoken to me. Um, the Grand Seiko as a brand has always spoken to me more than any other brand. And so I just embraced it for what it is. Mm. And that's the story. It's a great story, man. Thanks, man. Congrats. I, I'm, I'm still waiting for a Spring Drive to speak to me. Mm. <laughs> You meet Woody now, right? Yeah, 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 you should. Yeah. You oh, should. I you am should. afraid to wait Woody right now. Don't look at Based on based on what he said, right? The ridiculous price. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Spring Drive is something that has always, I've also been looking at uh, as the next one. But yeah, the whole price thing for Grand Seiko is really our fault as the watch community. Yeah, it is. It is. What have we been doing for the past 10 years? Hey, Grand Seiko is such value for money. Value yeah. for money, under value. <laughs> it could beat watches twice the price. So obviously the people at Seiko are like, hmm. Hmm. They have a boy. They have a boy. Oh, hmm. <laughs> fucking 75 episodes of Casey and John John, you probably say that about <laughs> once every episode. So that's 75 times. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, how do you shoot? Right. Uh. Yeah. Be very careful with it. Right. Yeah. One day, man. I think you you are got influenced by many people over here, like the Speedmaster, yeah. yeah. Ming, yeah. uh, Viverso. Yeah, man. Yeah. GS next, man. You guys yeah, and shout out to Tim who bought a a, a GS as well, right? Who's not here. Um. Ooh, yeah. So, good man. But of course, he got a sixty-two GS one. So that's a a great watch, I have to say. So shout out to him, and I hope he can join us the next time around. Yeah, man. Yep. Oh, so James, right. over to you now. Yeah, James. Uh, <laughs> oh, we have half an episode. I think that's about the. Oh no, no, just no, just no. nice, just for James. <laughs> right. R- Renee um, is done talking as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think I'll start off with uh, this piece, um, the D five classic skeleton. Uh, it was on my radar for a longest time already, right? I I think since twenty nineteen, right? I started looking James, at James. How many how many watches do you have in your radar, by the way? A lot, a lot, <laughs> right. So I Big make a decision radar. with a lot of uh, potential candidate there to try to narrow down and so on. And the obvious, I mean, I've talked about this as well, my selection criteria, what are the factors and everything. And I, I sort of put 
um, the history of the watch in terms of like the past models and so on, how it comes about, the, the name and everything. I put a lot of uh, emphasis on that. And this, to be honest, doesn't really have it, right? It's part of the DeFi, uh, the line, but as a skeleton. And, and, and in my mind, the skeleton, when I view, when I heard about skeleton, it always comes to me as, oh, it's a gaudy looking watch. It's a very, like people that want to show off, they only buy skeleton watches and so on. And most of the watch are skeletonized just for the sake of skeletonizing it, right? It just looks very gaudy. But that's why I was, I gave myself all these reasons to not go for this. And I, I've gone for uh, like the Speedmaster, uh, the Reverso, uh, the snowflake, which has all like have some sort of history that that sort of uh, that ties to it, all. and I've been just thinking for so long, and I couldn't get it off my mind. All right, and then with the formal of of not being able to buy watches at a good price come into factor as well, um, I realized that oh shit, this watch may potentially uh, get discontinued, right? With all the rumors of the Skyline model that comes out um, and, and Zenith getting a lot of traction since the, what I call the Zaytona, the, the Quartermaster Sport start um, uh, getting hyped up because of the GHPD and people just buying it because they can't buy uh, the Daytona and then people start buying Zenith now, right? People, Zenith is in people's radar at this point. So I was like, oh shit. If I don't get it now, not, then I don't know when, right? Especially with a, a good discount or and before it gets discontinued. So then I had a chat with uh, with the guys here and so on, um, looking at what potential watch I should get and so on. And then I spoke to always a good idea. Dealer. Always a good idea to talk to the guys. <laughs> and, and, all, and my name just comes up randomly, yeah. right? Uh, always a good idea to talk to the guys. Yeah, it's a fucking terrible right. idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I didn't tell the guys before I made my decisions. <laughs> they were really shocked. Because oh, you, you would have Smart. bought it like five weeks ago, right? Uh, before you bought it. Yeah, that, then I, I had a chat with the, the dealer from the AD and I says, like, hey, um, what is the price for this? What's the discount rate for this? And to my surprise, um, I don't mind sharing this. It's uh, I got it at a 30% discount, which is, yeah. as like, there's a sign. It's like for something I should buy it now, right? It's for like, something that's seemingly discontinued now. Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 to me, I was prepared to like, oh, I don't know, Zenith is hot now. I can give you maybe twenty. I thought 20, 25 was really good already, and the next thing was thirty, exceeded my expectation. And I have been on and off looking at this watch for years because I think I just think that it's very, very beautiful. And I was like, all right, I think this thirty percent discount thing just. Fuck it, let's just do it. Right, buy first thing later. Right, buy la. Yeah, buy. <laughs> yeah, bought thanks, it. thanks, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> and no regrets. I bought it, and right now this is actually the piece that I wore the most. I've been telling these guys like, hey, every time I look at it, I find something different. Every time I look at it, it's just I'll just mesmerize the balance, the design of it is just very, very beautiful. Which also comes, uh, I mean, to me that sometimes. Um, your how to say your selection criteria or your philosophy may change throughout your watch journey, right? Where I say that oh, I need to have this, I need to have this, I need to have this. Sometimes you do something different, mm-hmm. and sometimes it worked out, sometimes it don't. That goes to the journey as well, right? And that's how I got this. And like, right? you, you know, like how you have a list, like people want 
I want a dress watch, I want a dive watch, I want a chrono, etc. Right. Um, I've always told people that you should leave, like if you have five in your list, right? You should leave the fifth spot as a wild card. And I think this is probably perfect, like to describe as a wild card, something that came out of left field that didn't fill any of your criteria, that just struck your fancy and you freaking love it. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a perfect wild card, I think. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think that that pretty much sums on what and on how I got this piece. And I just got to say, no regrets, especially especially seeing the new um, oh, Skyline. Oh, the new one. Skyline is not, not fun. Oh, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's a chunky boy. I, I've, put, I've seen it in person as well last week. I've sent the guys the photo and it's it's a thick boy, right? It's a really, really thick how, how boy. How does it feel in the wrist, James? Um, okay, the only thing I like about it, two things, right? One, I it's like good the, the, um, the dowel. Right, the dowel texture and everything. Ah, that star-like nice. dowel, is it? Mm. Yeah. It's actually pretty nice, right? Mm. Um, and the interchangeable bracelet. It's very oh, nice right. as well, right? It's yeah. very intuitive and everything. But that's yeah. about it. I always wondered. Yeah, I always wondered whether this second hand gets a bit too distracting, you know? Oh, it's I hate like, it. Because it's moving so fucking fast. It, right? it, it's oh, basically man. a party <laughs> trick that serves no yeah. purpose. Yeah, does it like distract <laughs> you from even telling the time? It's like, oh yeah. shit, this is like going, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely hate it. I've seen it. People, I guess if you, some people were like, oh wow, it's so fast. It's, but uh, no, not for me. I just, I absolutely hate it. Yeah, it's a bit funny. Yeah. yeah. And the thickness? Nah. Right, chunky. It's it's on the paper. It isn't that thick, but on reality, yeah. because there's no break point or anything like that. It's just one giant slap, and it's just yeah, yeah. Definitely, and that's what I'm worried about yeah. about the PRX Chrono too. You know, it's mm. that sort of slap that's gonna come up. The yep. people don't realize yet, but I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah not, and not the, for me and Woody la. This is not for <laughs> me and Woody. Yeah, and the AD that I mean the, the sales agent that I spoke to, he says like, oh, you have this, is that good? Because it's just getting discontinued this month. That's like okay. Yeah. So I made the right choice for that. And I wasn't intending to spend that much in that span of two weeks. I think one or two weeks. Next thing I know, um I got the what, what people say, the call, right? The call. The call, right. Uh. To my surprise, because to me, I was like, ah, it may or may not happen, whatever. Yeah. So I would then next thing I know, I did actually get the call from an AD for a Rolex sports model um, for a submarino date, right? I think I've mentioned this a few times as well um, in the past couple of episodes. Um, I always wanted a submarino, right? Because I think when I first started, it always been like D-Watch, where you always see like, like what do you say, your hero, right? I said what people aspire to get to, what people dream of. So oh, one day when I make enough money, I want to get that, right? It's the it's 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 an iconic piece, lah, right? I mean, when people think about dive watch and so on, first thing comes to your mind. Um, it's Casey, Casey really is downing his drink. <laughs> I, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. Oh. <laughs> right. Woody, you want to go on a side chat? Uh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need to break, a breakout room right here already. <laughs> Right. So, so the what I think about saying next may may be more uh how to say uh more you'll be more agreeable in terms of what I'm gonna say next I guess um so this is the sub right here so I got this and it's been I think two months since I got it and I have to say if I have a choice I actually would take this over this. Right. 
Um, oh, that's a big, that's a big statement. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm gonna be, yeah, very, very huge statement. It. Yeah, it's. I guess if I were to sum it up on how would I uh like describe this watch, it's a very, very well built, boring watch. Yeah, that no fault about it. It's very well this uh, uh built in terms of build quality. The functionality of it is very is great in terms of um claps and everything. Bezel action, amazing. It's just something missing. I don't know. Especially it's like when 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 I look forward to this day for so many years, you sort of expected more. But yeah, I didn't get it. You mean there's so, no spark, James? No magic. I wouldn't say there's no spark, but it's it's just I, I put it up here and it was just here. You know what? The title of this podcast should just be Rolex is boring. <laughs> I was just gonna say it sounds exactly like Woody's story. Pretty yes. much. Yeah. It, it it pretty much is, except that you spend the money. Yep. Ouch. <laughs> I didn't, didn't pay a grey market for it. So. Uh, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I did not pay grey market for it, and I will keep this watch. Um, just because of it, how bro, hard and buy two more device. <laughs> yeah, man. You can buy a device yeah. for all of us. Here. Yeah. 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 Thanks, bro. Yeah, just, thanks very so, much. You put it first but, on this podcast. James is selling a Rolex. <laughs> if you want to buy it for like a hundred grand, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> all of us defies. Yay, thanks, yes. James. <laughs> I'm so happy I came on this podcast. <laughs> but but all the, the reason why I don't I won't sell it is because that obviously the journey to get this is very, very tough. And it also, I mean, it coincides with a sort of a, a time period as well. It's like I moved, I currently moved from Malaysia to Singapore and I got this right before I left. And it also my 30th birthday and it also has the card on my 30th birthday. So that's pretty cool. I find it, right? It's like when I pass it down to my kid and say, hey, your dad got this when it's 30th and this is the same age um, since then as well. So yeah, but I mean, still- Have you shared, have you shared a- about the journey that got you to that, that piece? Oh, yeah, because I was going to ask. Like, yeah, what was the journey? What was the journey? So the journey, there's multiple trials and error. I think there's a lot of research in online saying that how does one even get a Rolex sports model um, via an AD? Some people say, oh, yeah, make friends, walk in every week and so on. I did that for a year for the first um, AD that I've dealt with. I've walked in every time I go to, I pass by the AD. Uh, pass by the shopping mall. I'll walk in, I'll say, hey, hi, and everything. Sometimes I even chat with him for a good hour and so on, right? Just to just prove that I am really into this and I'm, I'm not going to buy and I flip it and so on, right? Uh, did that for a year. Um, there's a lot of empty promises and so on and it just didn't work, right? I've tried out different ADs from different um companies and then i know i have spoke to another friend of mine who actually happened to got it i say hey what's your secret how do you get it and so on and then the secret essentially is you need to hit a threshold of uh, historical spend and not every piece is counted as um, eligible purchase right so for example if you buy a black bay 58 it doesn't count because it sells itself so essentially you got to buy stuff that doesn't sell by itself and you need to hit a particular spend, and that spend increases every time um, the median changes, right? So you've got to follow that as it grows mm. and so on. 
right. So you're kind so of was, chasing, you're kind of chasing that as well. Yes, right. As the more rich people spend more, and then you got to chase that as well. So you got to be at the top, basically, right. So I was like, okay, fine. Um, I'm not willing to buy something that I won't wear. I have a list that I will buy eventually, anyways. So I was like, all right, this is the final goal. I've told you guys as well. If this doesn't work, I'm not doing it anymore. I was like, I give up. So I just tried this last hurrah. I made a couple of purchases, the reverso and a few others that I really wanted to get anyways. And I was like, all right, done it. Now it's a waiting game. I've did my part. Now I'm just waiting if uh, my AD actually fulfills the promises. Fast track to, I think, two months or two, three months later, not too long ago. I mean, not too far apart. Um, I actually got the call and then, yeah, but I, I, for, for, for the longest time, I didn't believe it. I was like, I'm just yeah. wasting my time. I says like, oh, will it happen? Will it not happen? And stuff like that. Then my yeah, AD phrase, ghosted me for a long and, time. And the, and the phrase uh, I told you is, uh, if he doesn't honor it, right, the guy's a real asshole already. Uh, because, you know, there's a kid that was waited 20 years for that submariner that's in your hand right now, by the way, <laughs> and you took it from him. <laughs> that's, a, that's essentially what happened as well. Okay, I, I have to ask because I think a lot of people that I, I generally, like the crowd that I run with are, are generally not Rolex people. So I, I have to ask you because you're the first Rolex guy in meeting. Is the fact that they made you jump through hoops and wait make the watch better? I think he kind of answered that in the previous part. <laughs> I, I, I thought it would, but I guess not really. Right? Like, yeah. It, it, no, but you say that you're going to keep it because of this whole journey. Um. I, yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, I guess. You know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it feels like, to me at least, like, for me, when I want to buy something, like, dude, I got the fucking cash right here. I want to buy this watch. You got it or you don't? You have a wait list or you don't? You're yeah. not going to give me a list of requirements for me to give you my money. Mm. So that, that's my personal policy, which is why yeah. I think I'm with Woody in the sense that, you know, protect. Uh, if you're going to vet me before I give you my money, no. I'm out. Mm. So, which is why I, I, I'm just personally, like, I would have called it quits on day one of your journey, I think. <laughs> Frankly. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, you know? Fair enough. And I, I just, I feel like, and, and, and the fact that after going through all this trouble, you found the watch was underwhelming. Dude, I, I how, how, how gutted are you about that? Then? This, it's not underwhelming to others, though. True, that's true, that's true. But I mean, it to, holds to a James value, right? Yeah, it holds yeah to James personally, like, where, where do you stand right now? On, on, I like, guess, back now, how do you feel? Yeah. I guess what you say, it is kind of true, right? Because to me, it's like, okay, if even though I didn't really, it didn't really meet my expectation, but I guess I wouldn't say it's about the journey. But if I were to be very honest, the, um, I would say the market value of it, it does give me some, uh, Ease, right? I mean, guys, it's like, oh, I mean, I don't really like it, but it's still worth X amount, although I'm not going to sell it. It does at least mentally helps me accept it a little bit more. So I guess what you Same. say is correct. Yeah. Like you're, you're not yeah. losing the money, right? Yeah. If anything, would, you've gained. Like, would you, would you ever sell it? Like, I, I kind of feel like you might, you know. Yeah, like down on, the based, line. Based on what you said, I kind of feel like you might, if there's mm. a reason for it. It kind um, of feels like that. Would you say to fund something else? Yeah, 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 for example, if something came out that you really, really, really love and mm-hmm. let's say it's X, right? And this is like worth X. So don't, don't it's get just me a wrong. one-to-one, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't hate it, right? It, it's just 
not as great as how I would imagine it to be. Right. right? So I'll still, give you a scenario. Yeah. I'll give you a scenario, right? 35 years old, right? You have something else that comes out that's not a Rolex, right? That mm-hmm. can become that landmark thing. Mm-hmm. And this thing is now tripled whatever you paid it for, paid mm-hmm. for, right? Would you sell it now to get that to create that new milestone? I don't know, because I can't imagine. I don't I don't have an I, a, a I, item in mind that I that I would know, fit that I have a feeling that you yeah. just you you would. Like. Really? <laughs> just so, like right now you have the define, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather lose this or the define? Ooh. Okay. I, I think actually that's lose the this. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the answer, right? So yeah. you, you if, if there's something, yeah. If you love as much as the define, you might give this one up. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I guess then this is great speaking, right? I, I rather keep it and I, if i don't have to i don't want to right, right. yeah right yeah put it that way but yeah but then again i don't hate it and i still think there's a lot mm. of history with it Just in terms of, of of this yeah. um especially yeah don't get the cyclops right i think that i if it's a cyclops one yeah it's gone right and there's actually a story to that as well but yeah um yeah so if it's like i would say the sub the true sub there's, i think there's a lot of stories to it as well so i think historically i think it's worth keeping and i'll say two things uh, historically and the journey there's two things that's probably preventing me from selling well technically right. if you sell it and get a new landmark item then that is the, the journey for that landmark mm. true true it becomes yeah. part yeah. of a new journey yeah to be fair to you james a I mean- boring journey the, the reality is if someone offered me an explorer at retail, I'll still take it. But my mind, mental state will say I will sell it. Eventually, I will just sell it because there's no point holding on to it. Mm. Even whatever association, right? Mm. The money makes more sense than whatever yeah. uh, intrinsic value it seems yeah. to have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like an explorer at retail. The reason why I'm saying Woody, like we're the same person, is I, I'm also not a Rolex guy. In case nobody could tell so far. Uh, but if there was any watch that I would wear from Rolex, it was also a Rolex Explorer 1 36mm. Mm. And having experienced my friend's vintage model, oh, no, the vin- vintage, the vintage one is beautiful. Yeah. Vintage is beautiful. Same. I have not seen a new one yet. So I yeah. don't know. I, I have seen the vintage one and that's the problem that I've had. Right. My first introduction to it was the five-digit one. And I was right. like, wow. And you're comparing this, that to this. And this one, there's just something wrong with it. It's just... Right. It's way sterile. too bling. It's too bling already, you know. Yep. It's like yep. the tool factor that came with the old one, where it looks like really completely um, uh, brushed and just a bit less shiny. Mm-hmm. That's what that that old Rolex meant. Yep. And the, this new one, just I think James, you put it really well. Is it's just a Rolex OP, right, with a three six nine. Essentially, yep, yep. yep. But I think uh, for me, as a collector itself i also want to potentially have a lot of a piece where i can open up the box and tell a story for example oh, first yeah. watch on the moon the first sports watch which is reverso um, yeah. the first rich watch that the cartier santos that's why i always look at all these pieces and stuff and this is in there as well and if i can build that for the collection purpose i think that's something i wouldn't mind keeping this for as well or do you want to argue that the 50 fathoms is the first time <laughs> oh, the Zodiac Seawolf as being the first uh, civilian dive watch. 
or the uh, Omega what? Marine? That yeah, was Omega the Marine, the resistance. first submersible watch. <laughs> I guess we just added a few watches to your list. Right. <laughs> See, I'm going to buy you a drink for sure. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. We can't have oh, two man. contrarians on this podcast, man. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, they just feed off each other. Right. Okay, okay. So I think just one last one before we move on, right? Uh, the another thing that I, I got or purchased or no, ordered um, it's the Chrono Chronograph 2 Ooh, nickname nice. Shiro, right? Um, so I've always been a big fan of Chrono. I've explained that many, many times. Um, I'm also a Chrono contributor for 2022. Um, and yeah, so that is an interesting journey because Chrono, the Chronograph one is the one that actually uh, made me aware of this particular brand. And I did a whole bunch of research who is Hajime Asoka and everything. And that's where I actually like fall in love with this brand. Um, but when that comes up, I was like, wow, beautiful, right? The DAO is amazing, everything. But then Woody and I start digging deeper, right? Which then we start finding out, I was like, he's a thick boy, though. <laughs> he's a Woody would bloody, be bloody thick deeper. boy. And I was like, oh man, should I get it or should I not get it? And just, to me, it's like the thing, same thing as well. It's a collector mindset. I want to get all of the Kuronos, right? I have the Toki. Uh, which is the classic line. I have the Grand Hagane, which is the Grand line. And then I, I'm only missing the Chrono piece, right? So I just want to fill that collection. But at the same time, I ask myself, am I just filling a collection just for the sake of filling a collection? Right, so that's the thing as well. It's like, just like, what do I do? Do I buy it? Do I not buy it? And it's like, so it's like, I just made out my mind. Yes, I'm going to just buy it and see it in person and decide what to do with it. It is, it right? is a real thick boy though. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's it is. super thick boy. What's yeah, the dimension for at 14? Is it like- I think it's 14. And, yeah, and they made no effort to hide it. So mm-hmm. it's like, it looks like this lump on the side. Mm-hmm. I think the closest I can think of is like, I showed you guys recently the, the Milgauss, right? It looks like that from uh, the side, right? Yeah. Oh, really? That, that, yeah. A, a, a Milgauss actually has a very thick case. So Right. I mean, for the magnetic th- resistance. Yeah, magnetic resistance and all that. And, and it's the typical Rolex side case where it, right. it's slap. just one, one slap. So mm-hmm. it will have that effect. But right. I mean... At the end of the day, it's if it fits, it fits. I mean, you right. had the Tudor chronograph before, right? So I think if you you felt that and it didn't bother you so much, and I think you used to own the Tudor GMT too, and that was yeah. also quite thick. So but the, the, the proportion is more equal though, because hmm. this is a 38 and a ah, that's true. Mm, right. That's true. So the po- it's, it's less balanced, right? Yep. You have yep. a narrow, the ratio. Yeah, the ratio is a mm. bit off, mm. right? So I, I don't know. To be honest, I I'm, I'm like at this point I've just, I just give up thinking about it. You know, I just right. get it and see how it goes. Hmm. Right. Um, especially I don't have to go through a queue to get it. I have a contributor allocation for it. Hmm. I'm just decided I'm just gonna get it first. The worst case, I get to spend some time photographing it with that and now decide what to do with it later. But I'm made up my mind, I'm keeping it for at least a year for right. that. Yeah. It, it honestly reminds me of like the, the Seiko Presage series because it's uh, the power reserve version. It's the one I got. It's also a very thick boy. It's super unnecessarily thick. And I don't like the way the case wears at all, but I keep it because of the Dao. Like to me, the Dao just trumps all of that. When I put it on the wrist, it's not the best fit. It's not super comfortable. If you look at it side on, it's horrible. But when I just look at the face, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that's the stuff. 
So yeah. I think that would be a saving grace. Like, I think yeah. the saving grace would be that because that coronal chronograph phase, the Dow, beautiful. Yep. Yeah. So it might it might work out, but mm-hmm. only time will tell, man. And spending yeah. a year with it, I think is a great idea. Yeah. That'll really help you let like let you know the watch and how it wears on a daily basis. Yeah, I think this is the thing that we talked about in like three episodes ago as well. I think having able to try the watch before purchasing has became a luxury and it's become very, very tough to make yep. decision, right? Yep. Especially with Rolex, it's like, you want or not, you, you don't get to try it first. And yep. especially with my recent experience um, with restaurant, right? So I was, I just landed in Singapore in a weekend. I just went to, I said, all right, we don't have a restaurant boutique in, in Malaysia, so I can't try it. And especially I want to try the overseas in blue, right? Yep. Because that's the point. Beautiful in watch. Very beautiful, I think. But it's 41 and it's an integrated uh, mm-hmm. bracelet uh, watch as well. So it may not fit me, mm-hmm. right? So I just want to see it first before I make my decision, especially it's a hefty, hefty purchase, right? Yep. And especially it gone like super hyped up right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, I went into two restaurant boutiques in Singapore and it says that, oh, I'm sorry. Um, the waiting list is uh, nine years. Um, can I even, can I try it? It's like, no. I said, okay, fine. I know you don't have it now, but can I put my name down to try it, right? I just, when, when you get a display model and things like, sorry, um, you will not have a chance to try it. Um, and anything that comes up will be sold in the next nine years. I was like, okay. I was actually quite turned off from that. It's like, off, you dirty Malaysian. Go back to Malaysia. La. <laughs> <laughs> you guys thing. don't even deserve a boutique and you dare to come over here and ask to try? <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so to me, wow. Like, yeah, we, we, just trying a watches right now, it became like an extreme luxury. It's like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. and, and most of the watches we buy, like not most, but a lot of the watches that we buy are online nowadays. Mm-hmm. So you don't even That's get true. You don't, you don't, you don't even have an idea of what it's actually going to look like in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it actually makes it really hard for us to recommend it to people who are not in, in the space that we're in. So it's like, will it fit you when we go like, kind of we think maybe yeah like I have a very small wrist and then you start going like oh is your wrist how many inches is your wrist <laughs> is it a curved wrist is it a flat wrist flat, is, yeah. right and it's like oh do you wear it on the bone do you wear it for yeah, the yeah, bone yeah, yeah. it's like oh you, you, you start looking at YouTubers and stuff comparing their wrist to your wrist okay his uh, wrist is maybe yeah. a little bit thicker so I think with that uh, comparison I think it may fit and but so on what, so what that, focal length is his camera using <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you think it close up it'll look bigger than, than yeah. is he using a wide angle like oh my god it just we need to devise a system like let, let's do it let's let's make AR. this yeah no but even AR I think they've done it right uh, like, um, that doesn't really work that way yeah it doesn't yeah. really work yeah, yeah. There's a lot of tacit knowledge in this room right now, this virtual room. It's just we need to convert that into an experience. I think we will solve a problem for people. <laughs> make it make it an, a system and yeah. fix it. Yeah. Do it 3D I, print. I, I know uh, Woody has a lot of uh, formulas out there. It's just how, <laughs> how we're going to convert those formulas into something that we can get layman to understand. Right? Speaking of 3D print, Nodus at one point actually considered making 3D printed cases. Oh wow! And they would send out to people to try on before you buy oh. one. Oh wow! But it was a project, like it was a pilot project that they ended up discontinuing because it just mm. didn't make sense in terms of volume. Right? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. But I, I guess you get you kind of leaked out your design as well, right? Because you do also, give, yeah, 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 exactly. So, so it became a problem for them. Um, it was a very interesting idea though, and, and short of that, I don't know how much you can do. Like maybe big brands could come up with dummy cases. 
for people mm. to try on, like without mm. the whole thing. But I, I think they're just going to be like, why bother? Demand's there. People are buying yeah. it anyway. So why bother trying so hard? Mm. Right? I don't know. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty sad. Well, that's a nice segue into new releases, I guess. <laughs> sure, let's go for it. Let's talk about Tick Boys. Tick Boys. <laughs> Which Tick Boy do you want to start with? <laughs> I think the Tissot PRX is the one that's really caught my eye. I think the, I think the DAO is really nice. I've, I mean, we've looked at, um, I think Han, your brother has gotten the speed timer, right? The, mm. and, and I feel that Tissot does the DAO so much better. Wait, what's it, the speed timer? The, the, so the, the chronograph, I think. The mecha, mecha, mecha quartz. Seiko. Chronograph, Seiko. Se- Oh, yeah. Seiko now, is it? That's the one. Yeah, the Seiko yeah. came out recently. The yeah. Mecha Quartz. Oh, okay. Isn't this, yeah. I thought the speed timer was like a classic 6139. Yeah, it's, it was like, oh, so it's like a reissue. Yeah, well. yeah. Like a reissue right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's quite a thick boy. I mean, it, fits, right. it still sits nice on the wrist, but it's, it's kind of I wanted. Boy. Side on. I really side wanted on, the OG boy. one, though, due to the history of it and stuff, mm. but it's just massive. Yeah, and, 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 and they don't actually issue it properly as well. Because I think the, I think the ones that, uh, in Casey mentioned the earlier episode that he saw 6139, so I'm like, man, I wish I knew him. <laughs> Dude, I practically gave them away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so I think the, the PRX, I think the 35s are really great for small risks. I think they'll sell out really well. Um, the everyone's kind of hoping for two things. I know Rene was, I kind of gave him crap for it. He wanted the 35 to be in an automatic. I said, it's not happening. I almost wanted to put a bet out that includes alcohol involved. That this yeah, is, you know, I, if I'm you can, hoping for that as well. Yeah. If you can find me like a 36 millimeter, uh, under 36 millimeter mechanical watch released by a mainstream brand that has an automatic movement under a thousand US dollars, you know, it's like, no way. You know, no it's way. like no one does it, you know, no. and then, yep. And, and then you go and look at the chronograph. The chronograph is, again, really beautiful, right? Because it's an integrated bracelet. It's going to wear the flare. It's just going to be like a G-Shock. You know, it's just going to flare out like 41 mm-hmm. and flare out. And what I kind of told the guys is, it's almost a conspiracy that I'm putting out there. But even though Tissot has announced the PRX chrono, they have not ever released the thickness of their watch. Right. Ever. Right? Right every watch company would reveal it. So why are they not? It's probably because it's going to be 14 point something. <laughs> mm. And that would scare people away. So they need to build the hype first. But yep. for all intents and purposes, I think they might pull it off um, and it may actually wear quite okay if they get it right. Um, but I think it's exciting. It's, it's a nice piece, really nice style. It's it's a great looking watch, I think. I think the whole PRX line in general has really nailed the ratio and the proportions just really well. But and, and it's priced well too. Yeah, it's priced well. Uh, even automatic, if you want cheaper, there's the quartz, which is great yeah. as well. Um, yeah. But how it's going to translate to a thick boy remains to be seen. Yeah. Mm. Um, that one we'll, we'll have to see. So my, my wager is it's going to be above 14 because every single 77, 50 or 53 watch is above uh, 14. I think even the most recent one that I can think of from a mainstream band was the Hamilton Intramatic where they removed, they took away the rotor, yes. right? Even yes. that was nearly 14. So, so I don't see, I don't yep. think there's a way to hide that. Um, yep. Yeah. Agreed. So that's one release. Um, James has already committed to the other thick boy. So that that's covered. Um, but I think that the one, next one is Ming. Right. Ming yeah, the next one is Ming. Ming, well, I did put out an infographic on it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a nice piece, 
but it kind of feels like and, 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 and to, to be fair to Ming and his team, right? Or the, actually, it's him. He actually admitted it too. It's really a greatest hits collection sort of put into A-Watch. His previous models, he kind of puts... You can see that he was trying to realize a concept, um, a new concept every time. In this case, he kind of just took an amalgamation of different pieces he's done before to release this one. And so if you are a, a someone who's like, inspired by something new you're not going to be inspired by this one so much but it was always going to sell anyway and it did right i don't know how long it took but it eventually just sold out not long for sure yeah um but otherwise i think james you were saying that the green didn't really inspire you either right if I mean, no i mean like it, it's okay hmm. i would say it's it's not badly designed or anything but it's just not wow Right. Yeah. Um. And I and to give them credit as well. Like I say, it's it's difficult to keep coming up with new, uh, interesting design. Especially every piece that they've created has mm. has been sort of quite unique, right? So mm-hmm. to give them credit for that, it's not easy to continue on doing so, right? Right. Um. And I think the the most underwhelming part as well is the DAO that we know. Yes. Right. It's like Agreed. every single DAO they have like Gioche and everything. It, it's pretty unique when everything happens. Mm. But this one, it's pretty meh. Yeah, I, I think I was the one that told you guys as well. It's like, and I, I do this a lot of time, Casey, just for, for, for the fact of it, right? It's like every single Ming watch, if you go on their website, there is a dull macro close-up. This right. is the first time, and Ming is an amazing photographer. Right? This is the first time he didn't do it. So right. it told me that he's not quite happy with it and there's nothing really to show off there, right? right. So right. so unlike the 1709, which has all that controversy, mm-hmm. it's still a beautiful <laughs> dial. Um mm-hmm. Even the mid, the one that had the mosaic, beautiful dial, mm. crazy price and all that. But you kind of know as a designer what you're going to show off. And yep. by virtue that you didn't focus on it, it's kind of telling all of us that it's not one of my highlights. It's yep. still pretty good, but not really there. Not, not the best of the best. Yeah. Mm. What do you guys think about the price though? So it's the same movement as the 1709, just with mm. the added GMT function, right? But it's almost double the price. Mm. Is it worth it? If you're gonna flip it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna make a, you're gonna make money out of that one because unlike the time limited where they don't tell you how many they produce, right? He yeah. declared it's a thousand pieces each, so yeah. that helps with the hype creation. Mm. Yep. Uh, but I, what I found really interesting was how many more people. But it could be just that I'm mingling with the right people or wrong people, if you like. Mm. How many people are so upset with him now? It's like. It's just there, you know, you speak to people about it. I post out the post, right? People just comment, it's like, I'm not interested because of the fiasco of last year and all of that. And I'm like, right. I thought it was just me. <laughs> oh no, a lot of people are upset off, about that. Yeah. Like the last two yeah. releases, like the moon phase and everything, it was just and they, they'll yeah. still sell out, but I think yeah. it's just become a lot more vocal that people yeah. are, or yeah. at least the enthusiast crowd are feeling a bit jaded. Hmm. And for, for me once, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, like, I, I don't know if you guys have heard about John's story. Yeah, John's G- the GMT. Yeah, he has the nineteen oh one. Is that the I world? I really like that watch, but I think you were the one that showed the misalignment there yeah. too. Yeah, it was misaligned. He sent it back, and they were like, "No, it's parallax error." They sent it back to him, and he was like, "Dude, there's no way this is parallax error." He sent it again, and then they were like, "Okay, okay, fine. It's actually wrong." They so-called fixed it and sent it back worse than before. My God. Ooh. And then finally, uh, a certain person who is, you know, very highly involved, who 
who may or may not be mm-hmm. the eponymous person behind the mm-hmm. brand, came out and said, no, it's not misaligned. We're not doing this anymore. Done. Jesus. <laughs> Which yeah. is not the kind of customer service I would expect. No. Watch that costs like 9,000 euros of yeah. time. Like, yeah, 9,000 Swiss francs or something of the sort. It's yeah. ridiculous. And so, especially the, the, the story from um, Gavin, right? Yeah, Gavin uh, from Singapore. Out, right, the one mm-hmm. that that started this whole um, controversial and everything, controversy and everything. Ming did the same thing where it says that, oh, we have tried it and stuff. It's, it's, you can either have two options, right? You either accept it or we give you back your money, yep. but we're not fixing it. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, yeah okay. I think this, this 1709 really put the spotlight on those practices that shouldn't have been allowed to begin with. So mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, it's greater for the, the, the industry that this is happening, but... The reality of the matter is he still sells out. So yeah. what matter, what does it matter, right? It's it's just noisy, it's just noise at the moment, really. <laughs> like it doesn't make any difference to them. Yeah. It doesn't dent them one bit. So nope. it doesn't even dent the secondary market. No, it doesn't. It's at shocking, all. really. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of yes. at, yeah. it's just a few of us making a lot of noise and nobody else yeah. cares. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, as long as, I mean, we run a business, you sell your stock, that's all you're aiming for, right? So, and every brand's going to aim for that. I think that's the sad thing as well. If you are a micro brand today, you're going to look at Ming and say that I want to copy that. Mm. And that's the role model at the moment, unfortunately, whether we like it or not. So, and I think that also segues to the next unfortunate thing, which was the big Omega release, right? Uh, Hold on, hold on. But when you talk about uh, Ming and stuff, Mm. I would say... I think based on our, the latest episode that Buddha and I did as well, mm. I got to really give credit to Corona, right? Mm. Um, there's a lot of, um, I would say, unfortunate miscommunications that happened and so on, but they did rectify it. And I think they did rectify it in a, um, I would classify it as a sincere way of the they do it, right? For context, um, Woody and I had like um, a shock that, Corona, we thought Corona went back on their words and start and, and did a a, uh, a Nautilus Tiffany, right? Which is they, they released a something that they, they say that they weren't going to release anymore, right? Uh, at least for this year. Um, and then they clarified that um, with us and it says that, all right, that's a miscom. Anniversary does not equals to classic line. And they're going to have something that's um, a special anniversary or a different anniversary for this year. And they rectify it. And with their experience with the um, Seji as well, um, there's a whole controversial with like female-only purchase and everything. Um, I think they did, I, I see the right intention, what they're trying to do. It wasn't executed properly, but they did, with their best effort, try to uh, apologize and make up for it, which yeah. I think that is something that should be um, followed or should be practiced well. Right. It, it's more than a lot of brands have done. They came out and apologized and said, we did, mm. we fucked up. Which mm. is more mm. than a lot of brands have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that's fair. Right. All right. Omega. Right. Omega, <laughs> yes. AKA oh, Rolex Jr. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for this. Oh, yeah. Boy. I think, to, to be fair to them, I mean, when I looked at the entire release, and this is the funny thing, right? I mean, it's true every single release that they have almost feel like them sending a message. Look, you want a uh, Oyster Perpetual? We've got you covered. Just yep. come to us. We've got one for you, right? Yep. Um, it's called a Aquaterra. We've got a similar color, slightly different, but it effectively is 
um, meta certified, blah, 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 and all that. Yep. So we got you covered. Every single line that you think you like from a Rolex, be it a, um, you want a gold watch, I've got it for you. You want a green um, dive watch, I've got it for you. Everything they've now basically covered. Yep. I think that's why my attention was only on one, which was the 57, because the 57 is actually unique. And I mean, it's a Speedmaster. And they slimmed it down by nearly two cent two millimeters, and that's major in thick boy territory, right? Yes. And that's a major shift that they was they were able to do. I think they deserve the credit for being able to pull that one off. Um, I also think it's nice that they've come in different color variations, because um, mm-hmm. it's not common to have chronographs in color variations. So that was really the highlight. I never quite understood the deep sea other than an ultimate flex to just say that I can do it, and none of you can. <laughs> it, it's Okay, if you look across the whole line, it's I honestly think it's firstly we are an alternative, and secondly, it's one-upsmanship. Mm, yeah, that 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 deep sea felt like a one one one-upsmanship completely. It's like no one else can challenge us on this, and we actually made it kind of wearable if you can pull it off. Um, but there was one release that came out very quietly that I just discovered today. Um, the CEO of um, Omega Malaysia actually posted it. It's actually a reissue of a very old CK watch, right? Right. I saw it today. It looks really nice. And they went so quiet on it. But I think that's really a sleeper hit right there. And I think he recognized it too. Uh, So Martin actually put it up on his Instagram. So that one's really nice. If you guys haven't seen it, just um, I'll try and give you the link later. But it's a very nice vintage looking watch. And... It's these things that appeal to us enthusiasts, or at least to me, right? That's different. It's not the copy and paste that I have something for you sort of yep. thing that doesn't give that vibe. I, um, I think that's what I like about Omega uh, and slightly biased, but mm-hmm. um, they make mainstream releases, but they also do these little things for us enthusiasts. Mm. You know, like even previously when they had the... Uh, Seamasters that were inspired by the old Seamasters with the small seconds and the like, just, just a dressy sort of Seamaster. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, the the, like the 1948 reissues. Uh, yeah, yes. something like that, right? Yeah. It, that was definitely not a mainstream watch. They didn't no. have to release that. Mm. They did it for us, for us yeah. enthusiasts. And that is something that I really like about Omega. Um, yeah. Yes, they're pursuing mainstream. Yes, they are trying to go like and do a one-upsmanship game with Rolex. But they are also like, hey, we know you're enthusiasts like this. Mm. Check this out. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. They actually interact with the enthusiasts a lot. Yeah. Um, and they actually create stuff. I think the, the real classic case is always the guys at Fratello, right? Yeah, 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 it, yeah for sure. No other brand started that sort of movement aside from that. I know Oris was trying it. Zenith does it from time to time. But the yep. real... The, the biggest brand that really cares about the enthusiast is Omega. Yep. They actually have an ongoing interaction. Um, I know Fratello has a very good connection with them. So they're always one of the first to say like, you know, don't worry guys, the adjustable bracelet that doesn't it's come coming. with the tree is coming. They've told us, just don't know when, um, you know, it's stuff like that. It, it's like they bother to make that sort of communication with the enthusiasts. The, the funny thing I, is last year, like during Omega days, um, yeah we were like thematic, we were invited to the Omega launch. Yeah. And that was actually the question I posed to Reynald. Yeah. I was like, Reynald, I have to ask this. I know you hate this question, but as a Speedmaster enthusiast, can I know 
when is the adjustable class coming up for Spin yeah. Master? And he just went on for like 15 minutes talking about how uh, they were trying to develop one for it, mm. but they wanted it to be 16mm instead mm. of 18. Mm. So uh, in order to come up with the mechanism, it wasn't ready in time and they needed to launch the Speedmaster first. So they came up with a normal bra- normal clasp. Mm. But don't worry, the adjustable one is coming, my friend. I will make sure you know about it. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Han, I think you and I are going to put an order for yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, do, I need the new bracelet first and foremost. Dude, oh. the, the new bracelet is a gem. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of people, sure. they, they, they're franking the... The, the 3 bracelet with the, the chronoscope. Uh, yeah, yeah, the chronoscope release, right? class, yeah. and then they put it, mix it together. It looks pretty well, actually. Yeah. But I think it's off by a millimeter, but it doesn't seem like it. But mm. I, I reckon we'll just give Omega some time. I actually yeah. even asked uh, RJ Bro of uh, Fidelo to just ask if the new 57, because it's a flat link, right? And it has an adjustable class. Like, does it retrofit? And no. I think the answer is no, but yeah. you know, as an enthusiast, you just want to know, right? Yeah, <laughs> we have to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's sad that Omega is doing that, but at the same time, I don't blame them because if I were running a business right now and I was in their management team, right, that makes sense to do because that's the market to pursue, right? Yeah, my number one rival, who I I feel I'm your number one competitor, whether you like it or not, right? That's what I I think, and I have a watch literally. Every sports watch you have, I have something that can actually compete with you on every regard, right? The best thing I can do right now, since you can't satisfy demand, is I will satisfy the demand for you, right? Um, whether or not it means that it looks like I'm selling out or not, it doesn't matter because if I really wanted to flex, I could and I have with the deep sea, for example. Yep. Um, and I actually already have better stuff than you, but maybe people are not buying them. Like I really think the tick. Um, Aquaterras are gorgeous watches yep. better than the new ones that came out but they were there people were not buying them so since people were buying plain dials from Rolex right let me give you plain dials and see what yep. happens <laughs> you don't want our, our intricate textured teak dials yeah. Yeah. you want a plain sunburst dial fine here yeah, you go uh, okay, here you go you know and you're willing to pay over the odds for it I'm going to charge less yep. still not much cheap retail yeah, I'll charge you retail even for a it. Discount. Yeah. <laughs> and you can get it. You don't have to go down on a wait list. Even if it's a wait list in a month's time, it'll, it'll come, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's a you... proper wait list. Yeah, yeah it's a proper wait An list. Actual so... wait list. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> and if you're running a business, that's logical, you know. As much as you want to hate on them, right? Mm-hmm. They're just taking advantage of the circumstances that exist. So yeah. what what can we really say? <laughs> I think I have a problem with the new Aquaterra lineup because I'm a bit annoyed with the date window because there's no really like frame or bevel in it. It's mm. just like a plain cut window and it somehow makes it look cheap. Uh, it's it, it yeah, doesn't comp- look as refined like the teak dials. You know, the yeah. teak dials yeah. look like it was properly thought out. And this was like, you know what? We could go into our manufacturing um, department and go like, how quickly can we do a sunburst, replace the <laughs> cover and that, that's that, right? Yeah. Like every single teak dial one is date match colored as well, like how the, yep. all the micro brands do it. And this one is just plain white. And it's yep. like, I think it's just a business decision. I, as no. much, I, you can call me an apologist for Omega, whatever you want to call it, but I don't blame them for it. It's just making the most of a situation right isn't, now. Isn't it the same thought process though? Like, oh, Rolex doesn't do a date frame. Rolex mm. doesn't do colored dials. Yeah. I mean, colored date wheels. Is that what you want? We'll give you a 
Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I've told the guys here, right, mm. that Rolex is actually the most guilty of not aligning even their date wheels. The only thing they get away with it for is because the Cyclops is stuck on it. Yes. Actually, it's not even aligned. Yes. Yeah. And because and, of the Cyclops, you're like, oh no, it's just the wrong angle. Yeah. Like, so it's, it is what it is. People are buying stuff that don't make sense. And so that's the situation as it is. So until this cools down, right? Mm -hmm. I reckon all the other big brands are going to do the same. So I think Casey is right. The next watches that are coming, if they are not integrated green bracelet watches, right? It's probably a few people may manage to get a Tiffany blue color that kind of works and they might try that too. Um, either that or just some sports model is not going to be a dress watch that's going to be a highlight of uh, yeah. watches and wonders, man. <laughs> I feel like this is becoming the KC and Woody back up Omega and bang on Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a good 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 way to yeah. close, the, close the episode oh, off as well. Okay. So uh, I'm having said, for a while now. So uh, having said all of that, right? Because I think James did mention watches and wonders. I actually think there are exciting stuff coming because it is the anniversary of the Black Bay. Um it is also due for a AP V Royal came out already. It's due for a Nautilus kind of update anyway. So there are kind of a lot of these big things that were supposed to come out. So I think there is one upsmanship again, right? I'm mm -hmm. not going to release it yet. I'll wait. I'll leave some of this good stuff till the day comes. And I'm going to shock you there. Um, so I actually don't think anyone's done yet. Even Omega, I don't think it's done yet. I, I don't think any of the brands are completely have completely revealed their hand. Um, I was having a conversation with some people on on Instagram about Omega, right? And they were right. The first Omega in space is having its 60th anniversary in October. So if you're Omega, are you not going to release something? I okay. doubt so. I will say, okay, having backed up Omega for this long, something to, to knock on Omega about is the fact that Omega has been around in the space program for this long. They have a fucking anniversary every fucking year. <laughs> there's always some space program. There's Gemini 4. There's Apollo yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. That's there's true, Apollo that's 16. True. There's every freaking year, there's just some anniversary for the Speedmaster. So, uh, yeah, I know. Nowhere. But having said that, I think they've reduced the limited edition stuff for the past year or so already. In fact, I tell the guys that the guy, and for someone who's bought a lot from that brand, right, the new brand of limited editions is Seiko and Grand Seiko. They have gone crazy with that, man. It's like but taken nobody's called them out kind of yet. Yeah, no one's properly called them out yet at this moment in time. But Shall we start? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Speaking of Seiko, um, yeah. the episode from Hotinki, watches yeah. in WoW or something like that, it's fantastic. Oh yeah, they want really Thailand, refreshing. Right? Really yes. nice. Yeah. Very, very, so if those who have not watched it, please go watch it. It's really, really good. I'm actually looking forward to the next episode because I think it's talking about Aviator. history. Aviator watches and yeah. I think did, I think for all intents and purposes, although I feel Hotinki has kind of become a mouthpiece of a lot of brands, when they do put effort into the their journalistic aspect, they do it the best than anyone else when they actually put the effort to do it. Mm -hmm. um, they have the talent to do it. But mm -hmm. at the same time, just like how we say Omega's business decisions are understandable, Hodinki has to feed mm -hmm. their staff too, right? True. <laughs> put food on the table. Yeah. But any, anything else that you guys spotted that, that caught your eye? What, in terms of what the Omega... New watches or, watch, or new stuff watches. you're looking forward to? 
Oh, I don't know. For me, it's like being a Tudor fan as well. I'm hoping for um, the new GMT to replace mine, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm really looking for. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I always wanted a, a vintage-looking GMT, but not a vintage one because I, for me, um, the looks is one thing, but the, the, the wearing it is another thing as well. I don't like it mm. being jangly and fragile and so on. Yeah. The GMT was a great choice, um, but I do wish the case could be a little bit thinner and I do hope that they come up with something this year. I'm looking forward to that. That is probably something that's in my radar. Mm. I, I'm, but you, I'm, Han, you haven't bought anything yet, so I'm really going to put pressure on you right no, now. No, man. I, I'm still waiting for Grand Seiko to do something that will wow me. What Grand Seiko you want, Han? I don't know. It's a spring drive that will make me feel like I, I just need it, right? So far, <laughs> I haven't seen it, seen one yet. So Yeah, yeah we, we need to order, have a beer session. I need to buy a case here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just go out. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I think I think that's, that's in my cards. Yeah. But I, I think there's still more coming because I did have a chat oh, before sure, I sold off the, sure, the, sure. the <laughs> Snowflake with the UK boutique and they said there are still stuff coming. They're not mm. done yet. So you may get what you want. Uh, for sure, man. It's just I a matter know. of time, I believe. I am still waiting for a 39mm Pelagos. Yeah. Wow. Don't you feel the FXD came so close but they just didn't want to give it to you? <laughs> right? I was nah. like, fuck, come on. Come on. Make it yeah. a bit smaller, a bit thinner, lose some of the water resistance. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Just give me that snowflake in titanium yeah, it, yep, in a yep, yep. better fitting case. Yeah. I will... The Pelagos was on my list for, you know, the watches that I'll keep. I will 100% sell it if they come up with that <laughs> There we go. Because <laughs> it will be a superior replacement. Yeah. Okay, yeah. man. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think they, they should. Right? I think the Pelagos is about time already. And it's, it's right. also, um, as what Woody and I discussed as well, it's one of the, 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 the line in Tudor that is um, more, more Tudor, if that makes sense. Less it, it's Rolex. not derivative of Rolex, it's just yeah. Tudor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would and say the Pelagos is a modern successor of the Yeah. yeah. Mm. It In is. terms of being the tool watch, being like functional above all else, mm. I think it's the modern successor <clears throat> of the Submariner. To me at least. Mm-hmm. I agree. I've had hands-on on it. I can't wear it, but everything about it just says this is the tool dive watch that the house of Rolex and Tudor came up with. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what it feels like to me as well. Yeah. All right, cool. guys. Anything right. else in terms of what I expect from like micro brand snacks and so on? Instead, um, aside from the obvious of uh, green, green down, <laughs> Tiffany blues there's, and everything. There's also a notice and Matic collaboration. Coming out <laughs> <Yeah. soon>. Yes. <laughs> there's still units going to be available. Uh, Casey hasn't bought all of it yet. <laughs> I've not. I've only bought two. Yeah. Me and the missus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it for today, right? And, yep. Um, yep. It's a pleasure having you here, Casey. Thanks so um, much for having me. No worries. Uh, and um, yep, for those who are keen to 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 listen to more of Casey's uh, podcast and everything, I hope Ooh. I'm pointing in the right direction. One way <laughs> somewhere or the other. there. But yeah, somewhere, somewhere there. Here. In like font yes. size, font size two, somewhere. <laughs> if you zoom it in real close, you may be able yeah, to see good it. Luck. <laughs> yeah, so just visit, um, I mean, follow the Watchdog uh, Casey, Casey and John, and John, John, John. podcast. Yep. And yep, stay tuned for the next one. I hope it won't take us too long to, to release the next one. Yeah. And um, yeah, take care. Stay safe. All right. Thank Bye. you, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.